Welcome to Line Noise, a podcast about electronic music. I'm Philip Sherburn. And I'm Ben Cardew. Uh, and today we've taken Line Noise on the road. Uh, we're at the first independent label market to be held in Barcelona, um, out in Poblisec, uh at the Crec uh, co-workers venue. Um, and we've just been having a look around. Um, there's about... 40 labels here um, selling vinyl, CDs, T-shirts, bags, everything you want. And so uh, throughout the podcast today, we're going to be pulling people out of the crowd and interviewing them and talking to them about their labels. Um, and we're sitting here right now with Pau Roca. He runs a label called Black Money. Uh, Pau, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, guys. Tell us a little bit. Well, first of all, what, what, uh, what brings you to the, to the label market today? Well, uh, I think that today is a very important day for us because the independent level market is a very important event in the whole world, and to be the to have the opportunity to having this in our city, it's it's so good, and I love it because uh, we are lots of labels and people working on the on the electronic music scene in Barcelona, but you never know when you will meet these people, and this is a very perfect. It's a perfect place to to do that. Your label is called Black Money. Why why is it called Black Money? Well, Black Money is uh, it start with with a joke because we we thought that there are a lot of problems in the society nowadays, and we thought to do a mixer between to criticize the the moment we are living now through the music, and this is the reason why our first release. Uh, appears the face of Jordi Pujol. It was a, a politician here in, in Catalonia that stole a, a lot of, of money, public money. And Rusola was Ferusola the name, of, is the name right? of, the, of his of, of her wife and of his wife. And and this is the reason why we put the name. It appears with an edit from Mark Pignol and another track from myself and two more tracks. One track from Danny, my partner in Black Money. And another track by Gustavo Ramau, it's a Brazilian guy, who released in Rawax, the label of Robert Drewick. And the second release is, is the, the, it's called We Are All Immigrants with the face of Donald Trump. And it's quite funny, yeah. But I, I hate it because in my Instagram account, uh, it, it, it starts to follow me a lot of uh, uh, Donald Trump fans. And it's crazy because they, they don't understand anything. <laughs> but, and yeah, the second release is, is by me also, and with a remix by Clip, by a young producer from Barcelona. And the other side is from Hack Force One, it's two guys from Brazil, from Brazil also, living in Barcelona. And it comes with a remix of Scott Ferguson from Detroit. I wanted to ask you about the you, you mentioned the your your new Trump follower fans um, with the Federosola EP. Did you hear any kind of feedback from people here? I mean, what, what, was anybody mad at you for doing that? Because I know Pajol is kind of a, a, or at least he was a fairly sacred figure here. No, like sort of the father of Catalan independence. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, no, I, I, we we don't have very bad uh, comments about that that EP. It, it appears in a in a in another website website called Dolce Catalunya, that is like a kind of neo-fascist website, and it was like no no we don't want to to be in this way, so I don't think if <laughs> if we are doing it well, because people are not understanding very well, but. I, we love also this because because people start talking and oh what, what is this they do house and with we critic this one or, or or not but it's funny. Ben and I were talking earlier and and we we thought it was interesting because you're f- for being a very pointed critique the music itself is very uh, I mean I mean it's pleasant it's upbeat it's house music you know it's not hardcore punk yeah yeah, yeah it is it is the the kind of music you make isn't necessarily associated with political uh, a political standpoint and if you didn't know much i think about the background you you could easily listen to it without um without knowing that it had this political edge um is it deliberate you putting house music together like that is it 
do you want to say that house music can have um, more of a political meaning, or is it just you like making house and you wanted to make more of a point? I don't know. I think it's house music is, is is about freedom, about about freedom and and love, and I think that it's a good way to 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 represent what we are doing in Black Money. So I think this is a reason. What's the uh, what's the the landscape like in Barcelona in 2016 um, in terms of running a label and making music? I mean, is is it a is it a good moment here in the city right now for electronic music? I think it definitely is a is a very good moment because we have a very good very nice spots in the city to uh, to ask people and and to know people to start to run a, a label. For example, we have uh, Subwax, the distributor is they also have a record label in La Barceloneta, and this is amazing because five years ago we don't have this. And for example, this Os Paradiso is another place where you can find a lot of friends and if you want to ask for tips about how to start a record label they will help you and and it's it's amazing but on the other side it's 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 very difficult because because you can't do money if you do only 300 uh, copies so it's very difficult to do that but for us it's it's nice because we have a party at Nizza club called libido and well, we used to do all the money we get from the parties, we put it on the label, so this is amazing. And do you collaborate a lot with other people? Is there a sort of that collaborative spirit within Barcelona labels? About labels, you, you ask? Yeah, well, remixing each other, getting help from each other, putting on parties together. Yeah, I think it is uh, the, the best thing of all. I, I used to talk with my friends who are older than me, and they used to tell me that Around 10 years ago, all the people was uh, complaining about the other labels in the city and it was not a unity between the labels. And right. and now it's completely different because I know very well the guys from Monkey Bar and the guys from uh, Classe and, and other kind of, of music, but we all love what we do and we change each other, the, our records, and we used to help us. And, and this is very, very nice. I don't know if it's only here in Barcelona or... It, it's the same in London or Berlin. I don't know it, but it's this is a, a very good thing. So, if you were going to recommend um, one other Barcelona label that we should listen to, other than your own, what would it be? Well, um, I love what what the, the Monkey Bar guys are doing. They are doing it very very well, and I, I also like the guys from Polybius Tracks. Right. And yeah, this more techno labels, but I love what they do. And if we're gonna uh, play out with one song from your label, which which song should it be? Uh, I think that they edit by Mar Pignol is very nice track. We are that's yes, as El Bibat original track with uh, with a remix, well edit by Mar Pignol. This is very nice. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. Next up, we're here with uh, John Talabot, who runs the Ivern Discs label. Uh, it was kind of fortuitous running into you. Nice to see you here. Hey, how are you? <laughs> uh, what brings you to the label market today? It's just because we have a stand here, so like I wanted to show a bit of support before going to the studio. And I just, just came here to see some friends that normally I don't see because I'm not in the weekends in Barcelona, so... It was a good excuse to come and see some people like Raul and, you know, DJ Zero and his weird records and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I see you bought a record. What did you buy today? I bought this record from this label from Romania, you know, and uh, it's like a weird compilation of old... Sounds uh, of the Unheard from Romania. Yeah, it's Future Nuggets. And it's a guy that's playing tomorrow night in Macarena in the circle. And he's like, this is a weird compilation of 
disco-ish and stuff like that, but more like with the balkanic sound behind you know it's just like, i don't know it's it's weird but it's nice and it's sold out already ah okay it I was, was just i was gonna say i gotta go look for that it was the last one oh, <laughs> oh raining on my parade <laughs> sorry <laughs> um you so how long have you been doing Ivern now it's been uh, uh let me think about it it's just like it it was 2008 i think yeah, it's been like, uh, so it's like seven years now, eight years, yeah, eight years. And and how's it going? Because I mean, from... Better. better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the outside, I would say that Ivern seems to be one of the, to me, kind of core labels in Barcelona right now. Yeah, we tried to do our best, but not thinking in Barcelona or whatever, just like trying to, just trying to do the, the best. I mean, I don't want to, I don't... I don't want to be part specifically of, of something just from Barcelona because I think like at this point of the label, it's something more global, especially because our more, most successful acts are not even from Barcelona anymore. So I th- I'm happy that like the brand or however you call it of the label has been a bit like has gone a bit globally. You know, we have like people from Sweden, Italy and a lot of places and I'm really happy because their own careers are just like going up and that's for me it's like one of the reasons that we started with this label too. So it's uh, at this point we are really happy with with that and I think we re- we are releasing like cool stuff. Like I'm happy with the releases because it's just like a, it's not like almost the same thing but it's around our taste and we sell the records, so we are happy with it. And is there, when you when you look back on the eight-year history, is there sort of one release that stands out in your mind as the key release when it all started to take off or, or for more personal reasons? I don't know. It's just like, I think like everything went really from unprofessional and amateurish to a more professional kind of business because... Because now we have some responsibilities about the music we are putting out, you know, and I don't want to fail anyone when you, when people give you the music they've been doing for a year or two, you know, you don't want, you don't want to fail them, you know, so we needed to do this kind of upgrade to a more professional kind of label, like royalties, uh, PRs and stuff like that, that we never thought about it. We, like, the the web store is, is working really good too, so we are really happy with the process of building a record store online and being able to almost distribute our own stuff, you know. So, so, but there is no, uh, there is no release that it's it's been so gradually, you know. It's, it's like from the first vinyl to it was two thousand nine, and then like maybe the the change or maybe the how do you say the point that everything the tipping turned, point. Yeah, turning point into a more professional thing was when I decided to get people involved, like uh, working in the label because I couldn't handle it by myself because I was touring. And then like everything started to be like more like a company or something like that, where we are we were taking decisions and we were we want to know what we're going to release or at the beginning was more spontaneous. Like and then because it was me deciding on label but then it turned into something like that we speak about it there is people involved people that takes decisions with me or without me so yeah i think that was the turning point and how important is it because you you've done a lot of sort of special editions and you had your own pop-up shop in december yeah how, how important is it for you to have like a physical thing out there to have a physical record or a cd or well, although I don't play with with records anymore, I think I'm in the part of my life that I buy more records. <laughs> so maybe because now it's like I'm playing more and I have more gigs and I have more money to spend in records. But but it's um, I think that um, it's the moment that it's really good for the the records because people seems to take in consideration the physical format even if they don't play with that format which is a really weird thing you know so the format has transcend the utility of the djs or whatever it's just like i want to have music and i don't want to have it on cd on digital i want to keep it somewhere and a vinyl is the way to keep it it's been more successful than a cd 
And um, so at this point, I think like I like to have the vinyl somewhere, I, the, the music somewhere, and the vinyl is the best format to do it. So, and I'm a, I really like to do the editions, like the design. I really like to work with paper, you know, like uh, going to the printer, making the tests of the paper and stuff like that. So we really enjoy all the process of doing a, a vinyl. Will there be a um, blank three? We, yeah, we are trying to. It's not an easy thing because it's a project like, you know, like we received music and it's music that it doesn't, it's not a part of an EP or maybe of an album or it's just a track that surfaces without any home or any idea. And then we turn it into something like special. So, and they're, I mean, they're really special editions. If, if I remember correctly, they both have the one, the both so far have a, a wax yeah. stamp on, I mean, like, like a wax seal. Like. Yeah, that was, that was a bit insane because like we throw so many folders doing that. Just like, <laughs> we throw like a lot of inner sleeves, like trying to do that. And we, we bought a lot of wax and we had to learn how to do it because it's not, it's not so easy as it looks. It's just like you have to be sure like the amount of wax you put on and then like the pressure you put on it and then it's just like you have to take out the vinyl inside because it's too it's too warm for the vinyl. So you have to be really careful, you know. Just, wow, so you learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we made a course in waxing stuff. <laughs> Um, so since we've got you here, uh, I have to ask how how's the album going? It's going <laughs> we leave it there <laughs> no it's going like i've been recording a lot of stuff in norway like in the last month no uh in january it was yeah and then i'm just like building some ideas i have like eight like demos that are cool and i think four that i really like but this can change over the process so at this point i'm just like trying to find like the correct sound palette and the ideas that i want to focus in which is not so easy because at the end it's just it always happens the same like you have your own idea but then the album shapes in another way that you were not expecting because you your creativity is sometimes is not under the control you wanted just sometimes like yeah i really want to do this and then you just start recording and something different appears and you like it a lot but it, that was not the concept you wanted so everything starts to crashes in your mind you know it's just like shit like but how can I do this with the concept I had? Like, how can I use the, that kind of sounds with the idea that I now have here? It's just a weird process. Before we sat down here, you said that you'd been reading a lot of um, synthesizer manuals. <laughs> are, you, are you trying to learn, or are you getting used to gear that you've never used before? Yeah. Or are you branching out? Yeah, the, the problem of the, the, the album is just like, I want it to be more physical than the other one. So I wanted to use like uh, sound fonts that I never used before and like a sound palette that I was not used so much like a more physical like more based in sound design and stuff that I've never did before so the thing is just like when you when you got new gear you are in between of doing music or learning how to do it with a new gear which is like it takes like maybe double the time to do the tracks so yeah I bought a lot of gear for building the studio and doing the the album and I'm in the process of doing music while I'm learning to use the gear. I'm I'm doing the album. I uh, I was actually Ben and I were both out at a at a bar in the Ribera a few weeks ago, and we ran into somebody that was in town to work with you Axel. on a project. Can Axel? Can yeah. we, we, so there's a new Talabo man coming yeah. then. Yeah, we have a, like a double EP, like nine tracks. Yeah, and it's gonna be out. I, I don't know when. I don't know where. Yet, but I'm pretty excited. It's just like I think it's um, I think it's quite interesting the stuff we have, and we've been working like all the for one year and three months now. And yeah, I think we are really close to leave everything done. Yeah, so we are in the process of deciding which label and stuff like that. Cool, cool. Yeah, Eager to hear that. Yeah, it's um, it's weird, but it's um. Yeah, you know, the first track was already a bit crazy, and these ones are a bit crazy too. But I like that. And it has like a more, it has like some playable tracks, but more like like chilled stuff, like really nice. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy with the, with the sound we got, because it's, not, it's definitely not sounding like Axel, and definitely not sounding like me. So I'm really happy because the process, the project has 
his own personality, you know? Yeah, it's taken on Which its own so, Sometimes when two people, like, got together in the studio, it sounds like one or it sounds like the other or it's not, like, even the best of one or the other. But I'm really happy because what we got here, it's just, like, something that it doesn't sound as any, any one of us. And it's... And the, the the results are really good. And I'm really I'm a really critical person usually, you know that. But like I'm really happy of how the stuff is sounding at the moment. It's just like it's just, wow. Yep. Obviously we're here with uh, a whole load of, of Barcelona um indie labels. Other than Ivan, of course. What what other labels, local labels are you excited about? So um in Barcelona or yeah. in Spain in general? It's just like I think like people like here in like in the in Barcelona, it's just like the press sometimes like has forgotten some people doing stuff or like some really interesting or cool stuff. Even from, I'm really surprised that in the in the media never appeared stuff from Semantica or, or stuff like that, which is a super consistent label. And even people from like when you go abroad, like that one of the most named labels is Semantica. It's just like it's really a milestone. And in the press in Spain no one takes care of them. It's just like, it's amazing because they've been putting like 10 years of super consistent catalog and nobody pays too much attention. Maybe because techno has been related to some sort of crowd that like six or seven years ago you didn't want it to have in your club, you know, because it was like some people like having like with problems or giving problems that now like, I think that more people is getting open of saying like I like techno, I want to go to a techno party, especially abroad here it's taking a bit more time but but yeah like from Barcelona especially I like what Arnau Sala is doing with his label. I really I really enjoyed like um how is the name of the label? Esoteric uh, Continent, Esoteric Con- Yeah, I really like what he's doing and uh, I hope we can work together really soon. And I like uh, the stuff that, for example, like the people from um, Raúl is reissuing, which is like really cool 70s weird industrial orchestral techno, which like Igor Wakevich, I don't know if you heard it, like what Zero is reissuing. Igor Wakevich is just like, wow. It's just like 70s techno with orchestral instruments. Yeah, it's just like really cool. Like it has some amazing stuff, and there is plenty of labels that they are really doing like cool stuff here. I mean, it's just I don't know. All of them are. I think in what one good thing in Barcelona, I think is there is no one sound. So everybody has his own niche, you know. So everybody is developing like one part part of the musical. Gen- in one mus- musical genre or whatever so they are we don't crush each other you know every everyone has his own space and every everyone is respected maybe you don't you like more his music or you like but everyone is putting the same effort and enthusiasm in what they are doing which i think is a really good a starting point you know when there is this kind of excitement i think it's really really nice to move a step up with this excitement and um just to finish, um, we'd like to play out with you know thirty seconds of uh, one of Ivan's tracks. What would you recommend? What track should we play out with? And what why? track you should play out? Yeah, I don't, this is the kind of. So, should we play something off the new uh, Dorisberg, maybe? Well, that's amazing, but for me, it's not new anymore right. because <laughs> I've because I've been listening for the last year because it was like a huge pr- process of. Like receiving, like I was checking like yesterday all the the demos of tracklist we received, and I have like I don't know like eight versions of with different tracks and new versions of the tracks and new stuff from the tracks. So at the end, it took like quite a lot of time. Yeah, but I think like Doris' work album is a is is quite strange, but I I feel it's something that it's quite accessible at the same time. I don't know why it, he managed to do some sort of techno that is soft to the ear but it's really deep but pumpy in the club too so it's like a really weird kind of production but he's a super amazing producer so well i love it so uh, we're gonna play a little bit of cassiopeia right yes. now by by doris Berg. yeah cassiopeia is like the best of the, well uh, actually no not the best but like every, there is other amazing stuff but like 
it's one of the best. Yeah, it's one of the best. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, for sitting down with us Thanks today. Thanks to you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So we're here now with um, Carlos, aka Bruna, from the Lapsus organization. I, I I know these guys quite well because I've been on the radio with them a couple times. <laughs> lots of laughs. Um, give give us a little introduction here. Hi, my name is. No, no, like you do on Lapsus. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you you're going straight, right? You're, Bienvenidos. Hola, qué tal? Bienvenidos. Yeah, this is our way to, to start and to introduce ourselves to a radio show in the national radio here in Spain. We, we, we don't, I mean, we don't know how, how we ended there. I mean, it's, it's amazing for us, for three freaks like us, to be every week uh, in, in, in the national radio. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, 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 I mean, why? Why are we there? I mean... <laughs> Because the, the kind of music that you guys play and focus on is not the kind of music that you usually hear on national radio stations. I mean, you, you really. focus on electronic music, but really quite often experimental electronic music. And Yeah, yeah. And, and we tried to offer a wide range of genres. And I mean, yeah, you could say experimental in particular, but sometimes can be more melodic, sometimes more aggressive or noisy or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Radio 3, Radio 3 here in Spain, it's the one and only indie radio music station, um, if you want to say that. And Lapsus in particular is a really strange thing over there. Nobody understands really what we do. And we try to um, show this kind of strange music um, with humor. Because sometimes um, electronic music can be so boring and so elevated and so, you know, and, and yeah, we think that we better show this kind of thing easy and to try to grab your attention by laughing and not by being a serious person and, you know, like, uh, hello, you're listening to this the next big thing and whatever. No, no. Well, we found this in the record shop and that's it. And well, it's not bad. So, so in addition to, to, I mean, you guys are sort of a triple threat because in addition to the radio show, you also have the festival, which yeah. we'll talk about in a moment. But I wanted to know more about the, the label since we're here at the Barcelona mm -hmm. label, independent label fair market. What, tell us a little bit about Lapsus, the label, and, and what kind of stuff you guys are doing. Well, we're pretty open to styles, again, as we do in our radio show. And if you check our records, you will find lots of different genres. And not only based on extremely strange electronics, but you'll find some way aligned between melodic and emotive and, but yeah, also advanced and experimental music. And maybe the perfect example of what I'm saying, of what I'm trying to explain, is our compilation 10, our 10 reference, uh, which also coincided with our 10th anniversary, which was in 2013. And you'll find um, um, two 12-inch uh, compilation by, I don't know how many are, but like more than <laughs> 15 or 17, I, I don't remember really, but really well-known arti artists um, from here, from Spain, but Um, international well-known artists like Plate from Warp or Vector Lovers or Ametsub from Japan and stuff. So you can have a really mm, wide uh, idea of what we do by listening to this Deo compilation. Yeah, And now we are having a really, um, how to say it in English, um, a really... Um, I don't know how to say it in English, sorry. But we are just expecting the next uh, record to come because we'll be very, very, very special. Uh, we are starting a new era in Lapsus uh, Records and 
we are being distributed internationally by cargo, so this is a new step um, for us. And the, the artists that we are singing now are pretty amazing. Some of them have to sign um, through uh, ACAS because they have contracts with huge labels, so they will be hidden by ACAS, but, but they will be them. So you have to be, <laughs> you know, you have to be um, um, just checking uh, our stuff because it will be pretty, pretty interesting. And what's it like running a label in 2016? I mean, everyone says, well, we all know that sort of music sales are falling and, you know, people don't buy things, they just go to YouTube. Yeah. How do you find it running a label? We believe in people. I mean, <laughs> there's always yeah, yeah. Um, there's always uh, people interested in buying records and have this object in their hands and just checking them for that you write down in in these records and just enjoying the pictures and and the sound and the indescribable experience of having a record and listening through a, um, a piece of plastic, which is a vinyl, yeah. and just just through a turntable. I mean, it, it's it's different. And and we try to offer a really nice packed product, so it it comes to you through your eyes, you know. And right. it's the first step to grab your attention. And then if you also offer, mm, as we think, nice music, um, that's I mean that's that's pretty interesting, I guess. And yeah, you're right. You can listen to this through YouTube and SoundCloud and whatever, but it's not the same. And yeah. people still appreciate this kind of object. So hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have an inspiration when you were starting up the label? Was there one label you thought of that you thought would be was a great label that would be good to follow that inspired you? Yeah, I mean. We three, the, the, the three guys who run um, Lapsus are huge fans of music in general, not only electronic right. music. And we love thousands of record labels and thousands of concrete stories from, I don't know, Tony Wilson until uh, Steve Beckett or wh whoever it yeah. was right behind a record label that we love. But yeah, uh, I guess that this whole mixture of... Um, uh, people and labels brought us to to try to run our own thing right. and yeah it's a mixture of influences i guess so and how's it been today at the the label market have well you... I, I have to say that i've just arrived so oh, okay. <laughs> my colleagues were there and they they told me that it was amazing and people couldn't stop um asking and because we also are a, a um, festival yeah so we, we are we are three-part project we have the radio show the record label and the, the lapsus festival which will take place on april 2nd in cccb the, the contemporary art museum here in barcelona and yeah it, it they told me that there's plenty of people asking for things and Oh, I cannot miss in in your mm -hmm. festival. Or uh, do you have tickets? Do you have you know? And it's been pretty amazing. So we are very happy to be here and to have been invited by them because it's a really really nice experience. And I have to say that tomorrow, which will be Sunday, um, I'll be there um, all day, all day, putting in the hours. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the third year you guys are are doing the festival. Yes, and um, I mean I have to say that the lineup. I, Okay, a little biased, but the lineup's <laughs> looking kind of amazing. I mean, you've got Lotic in there, you've got yeah. Jay Lynn, yeah. uh, Karen Guire. I mean, you really kind of pulled out all the stops this year. Yeah, and I don't know how we managed to do that. Being completely sincere, because um, I saw you a few months ago and you were really sweating it. You didn't have a lot of people signed at all, and not yet. They were just saying, "Yeah, it seems very interesting." What we are asking and what you're offering and stuff but we're not sure and but magic happened and everybody that we dream about to have in our festival just will be there so it's it's amazing it's pretty amazing so sometime in cosmos or whatever happened to to be able to do that so we are extremely happy of course to have them on board it's it's amazing it's an for me, particularly for me, and it's it sounds wrong said by me, which runs the festival. But this lineup for me, it's, it's amazing. I mean, th this collection of artists all together in one night—it's it's like I, I've never seen an, an, anything like that, really. I mean, 
and again, it sounds really wrong said by me, by, <laughs> but but I don't know. As a fan of electronic music, it's like I cannot miss that, and unfortunately, I will miss that because right. the, the downside <laughs> of running a festival. <laughs> yeah, I'll be running around like like a I don't know like a like a fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, we'll be happy. We'll so be happy April second at the CCCB, and yeah. there are still tickets available. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, last year we we um, ran out of tickets. We made a sold out. Um, just. Ten minutes after open, open the doors, opening the doors. But this nice thing that happened, unfortunately, um, left lots of people just wanting to be there. So CCCB asked us to increase our offer. So we managed to be able to offer three different spaces this year uh, inside the CCCB. So if it rains, you don't have to really worry about it because we all covered and stuff so you can have the, the sunniest day ever or the rainiest day ever so will be will be nice will be will be cool really, really cool so and and there's there's a, a, a little dj called philip whatever in there guy. yeah yeah they i've say read something amazing. about him <laughs> in some places and stuff yeah 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 i'm really excited. i don't know him but it, it seems it seems Will be cool. Right? I've been uh, I've been I've been working on my set and I'm <laughs> super excited. <laughs> just just waiting, just dying to see your, your DJ set. Yeah, great, great. I'm dying to play it. Just one final thing. Um, yeah, to play us out, what one track from uh, your label would you would you recommend? Something new, something classic. What's the one track? That's a difficult question. Um, I would play one of the next unreleased by now uh, songs that will be available pretty soon, just after the festival, which is, uh, could I say that now? When <laughs> We'll have an, a split um, signed by Dad House and Pie Corner Audio, and every song in that record is amazing, but... I would definitely play the the first track of the B-side, which is signed by Dal House, which is an amazing piece of work. It's really, really nice. It's... I have no words, really. <laughs> you have to listen to that. Pedro Vian, who runs the Modern Obscure Music label. Pedro, thanks for being here with us. Thank you. What uh, what brings you to the label market today? Uh, it's a special occasion for us because it's the first time that uh, we have uh, an event like that, and it's important to be here with uh, other labels. And we are starting it's a good opportunity for us. How long have you guys been? How long have you been running the label now? Two years. We celebrate two years in, in the next month. And what? How would you describe your the music that you guys put out? Yeah, we, we make something. Well, it's something really experimental, but sometimes it's more focused in the club. But it's something in the in the middle of the club and the, the more experimental stuff. But all have uh, um obscure uh, color and something dark about all yes it. and you're celebrating your second anniversary uh with a compilation ritual rhythms yes um can you tell us about that who's on it and um, how did you pick the artists yes. we, we were with a lot of artists but uh, um, the 80 percent of the artists here in the compilation are from spain uh, a lot of the artists are from barcelona I, I work with uh, Sunny Grave, with Damian Dwarf, with uh, LCC from Asian Smego, and I find something in, um, in uh, the, these artists have uh, something in common, and 
and we are really happy with the, the, the final edition. What do they have in common? In, com- in common? Yeah. Uh, in common, um, I don't know. It's something that, it's something that I, I like. I like from the, the, the artist. Uh, I, maybe don't see anything in common, but I try to find something in common. With the the static, the, the the kind of sound. And what are you selling today at the market? Uh, we have uh, all, all records. We have uh, some tapes, uh, some vinyls, and we had some mer- merchandising for the occasion. Tapes. Yes, we we did three tapes. Uh, we worked with Stefania. Mm-hmm. Uh, conceptual artist from Argentina and uh, I have another tape from a mysterious artist that we don't know uh, we don't want to say who he is and it's called Mune mm-hmm. and I recorded uh, a tape for the for for the the, the seven that uh, I did at a, a 25 minutes track an ambient track and I released it in a in a tape too and it's only available today and tomorrow. Yes, yes. Do people buy a lot of tapes? Are they popular? No, no, no. <laughs> it's true that people don't buy it, but we don't do a lot of tapes. We only do edi- limited editions of fifty record, fifty tapes. But anyway, we have two of these tapes sold out. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not too much, no, it's 15. <laughs> <laughs> and do you find yourself working with a lot of other different Barcelona labels? Is there a sort of spirit of community, I suppose? Yes, yes. It's an interesting um question because uh, I was working with Iron Discs, I was releasing records there and I started to work with my own label two years ago and I don't release it anymore uh, in Iron Discs. But we have a really good relation and we have our stand uh, really close now. We have we are happy, it's a community and it's really nice to find all the, the owners of the labels and it's, it's great. We would like to to play something from the label, a short clip. What track should we play and why? Okay, I'm really happy to to, to release the the Mateo remix uh, of my track and news from near future because it's a really special track that when when I get it, I was really uh, uh, confused because uh, I never... Will think or that to to release something a track of fifteen uh, f- fifteen minutes and it's the the most special track I released it there and and I I'm happy with this release and it's sold out too and a lot of people want this record and we are thinking to do a reedition but maybe we prefer to do a new record. Another record. All right, so we'll listen to uh, the Mad Tail remix of Pedro Vian's News from Near Future. Pedro, thanks for sitting in with us today. Thanks to you. So we're back with Lucas uh, Lozano from Classe Records. Hello. Hi, Lucas. You're uh, you're not from Barcelona. You're you're actually British and you're based in Berlin. Yeah. So what brings you to to Barcelona today? Um, the short answer is the market. The long answer is that I have a few friends in Barcelona and I've been coming here for a few years. 
Um, it's somewhere that we've come to kind of escape the Berlin greyness, and it's not a home from home, but we have a lot of friends here and a lot of contacts, so it's quite natural for us to come over and take part in the market. I understand that you're involved in running the Berlin independent label market. Mm. Yeah, um, it's me and my wife are the main German team. Label Market operate, operates as kind of a franchise, so you can do these things in different cities. Um, so we work with the London team, the two guys, three guys in the London team, and we've been doing it in Berlin for the last two years. And how how is the Barcelona one strike you? How is it different from the, the Berlin um, one? the first year? The Barcelona one is similar in a lot of ways in terms of the amount of people and in terms of the vibe and the general atmosphere. But it's different in the labels, I would say. It feels much more localized, this one. Uh, there's a lot more Catalan labels and Spanish labels that I, wasn't, I didn't know about before. Um, so I'm, there's less... It's the first one, so it's understandable, but it's, there's less um, international independent labels here, which I hope to see more of, because I think that's really a key for the growth of uh, the label market in Spain and also the Spanish independent music scene is kind of mixing and uh, getting as many other people from outside Spain involved as possible. And why do you think something like the label market is important? Um, on a personal level, it's really about interaction with new people, meeting people. Um, we were talking earlier about people saying it's a, an event for networking and, and kind of business connections. And that's true, but it's also about meeting people and understanding their struggle, maybe. Right. You know, we're, we're not making a lot of money from these events. Uh, and usually they're done. It's a, a labor of love. So for me, the most important thing and the nicest thing is just meeting new people that do similar things and kind of sharing a bond and an understanding of why we why we do this that's yeah. really important for me it's really easy to forget about that when you're at home and you're on the computer or you're in the studio and it's much more of a, a lonely thing so just to be around all these people and to meet people and make connections and you know see how you can help each other is also really cool but just to feel like you're part of something greater and bigger is really nice um why do you do it I mean, it seems a sort of trite question, but, you know, it's a struggle. Uh, it's it's a good question because I think about it often and I, one answer is that I can't do anything else and I've tried doing other stuff. I've tried to have normal jobs and I've tried to work under bosses and I've tried to do a lot of stuff like that and I'm incapable of doing that. I can't do that. The other answer is that I just really enjoy creating things and I think I have an appetite to create stuff and running a label that can be varied in terms of its output. We don't just do music, we do zines, we do posters, we do a lot of different publications. So for me, it's like satisfying the, um, the thirst of just creating new product and new things and having ideas and realizing them in physical formats and then getting them out to the public. You mentioned zines. Um, I've seen a, a zine that you guys put out recently w from a Barcelona artist, yeah. uh, Nick. No one. No one. No one. Yeah. Tell us about that because that's an, an interesting and unusual project. Yeah, it was. Um, no one's part of a small group of producers in Barcelona that we've been friends with for a long time, and uh, I've had an idea of doing a zine for a long time with No one. We talked about it. Um, He's also involved in taking photos and multidisciplinary artist, and he does a lot of different stuff. And he had uh, compiled some photos from the Poblenau area in Barcelona, which was at the time, and I think now, undergoing a huge transformation in terms of gentrification. Um, there seems to be a government-led initiative to change the area and convert it from an industrial, low-populated area to something very different. Um, so he's been taking a lot of pictures to do with that, and we are always looking for new ways to release digital music, and I, I find di releasing just digital very boring. There's nothing to get my teeth into, and it's a little bit of an anti-climax once you've done it, it's out there, and there's nothing to show for it. So it's our, our way of doing digital releases, but also providing some 
body with a, a cheap and accessible physical product. So how does the music come with the zine then? The first one is a QR code, um, so this barcode that you can scan with your phone. And then that leads you to a download page, basically, and you get a download link, which has been working, but been less than perfect. So that's, it's a new project, and it's going to be undergoing different changes, and we're going to find new ways of people accessing the digital music from the publications. In the future, it could even be something like you collect a certain amount of zines, and then you're then able to download the music. So it's almost like you're collecting for a purpose in, in the future. I thought that the Newman's project was particularly interesting because it was about Barcelona. It was about gentrification. Mm. It was about the city and it was a way of kind of making electronic music be about something more than just yeah. partying or even just about the music itself. Yeah. It has a concept to it. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't want it to get over conceptual. I think it gets really boring if you over conceptualize things or overthink things. So you know, that EP could have stood on its own and been just an electronic music EP. It, nothing in it, really. There's no vocals. There's nothing that makes it particularly, you know, dedicated to that cause or that idea. But I'm interested in giving digital tracks a wider scope or having them manifest themselves in something that's just more than just a digital file because that, for me, was a little bit boring. We did it for a while and we've stopped doing it. So... Yeah, it's it's adding bulk and weight around the the digital release. How do people react? Do you find a lot of people feel the same way? Like a lot of people agree that digital is just a bit boring, and they like having this this object to to. Yeah, I think people of a similar age and of similar interests. We had a, a honeymoon period with digital music, and yeah. when I remember, I was very much part of the MySpace generation when it came about. And I owe a lot to MySpace, and we gigged a lot because of MySpace. And there were a couple of years where just the collection of digital music was amazing. You could you could collect so much music, and a lot of it was for free, and you could amass a huge collection. And that, at the time, was really, really exciting because it was new. But then, in retrospect, looking back on it, the the worth of that music seemed like nothing compared to a record that I bought when I was 15 and I still have in my collection. So I think, for me, digital music didn't stand the test of time. And while it's important to do, and we will still do it, for me it's about you know providing something else alongside the, the digital release, which is tricky because a lot of people have done USB sticks and that's right. pretty unglamorous and not very sexy. And there's the lots of people have tried lots of different ways and we're there's so many opportunities and different things to do with a label it's interesting to think about how many different ways you can supply somebody with music in a different way and in terms of today the, the Barcelona label market what are you selling do you have any special editions or um, we don't have anything specially made for the for the market but we've just had a release on uh, one of our label Colossal Rex and uh, that's pretty much sold out from the distributor so we've got a few copies of that so that's kind of an exclusive um i make artwork for other releases so i've had some releases that i've done the artwork for i had a copy of dmx crew's new album which is out on hypercolor and that sold as soon as the doors opened so that's been cool um we've got a lot of tapes from a, a label i do called graffiti tapes so there's it's a, a varied mix of stuff you sent me the new uh classic Re classic rex record and I've been trying to figure out, is that 33 or 45? Because I, it, it works really well it's, at it's both, both speeds. It's both. We thought about it so hard that, you know, it was going to work on, on both speeds. No, it's actually, I was in the record store the other day and I'd just given it to him. I turned around and I was looking through and he played it on 33 and I was like, what's this really nice trip pop record? What is this? So the fact that it works on both is really cool. It was an unexpected accident. Yeah, I, I, I find that it works really nice at like 33 plus 8 or 45 minus 8. Yeah. You get in that middle ground where it's kind of woozy and kind that's, of unclear. That's the beauty of breakbeats is that you can kind of play around with them, pitch them up and down, and you could even speed it up and it would be in the jungle realm. So it's multi-purpose. So perhaps we could play a snippet of that record 
to is our bumper music here going out of your interview sure yeah what's the name of the record and who's the artist behind it um the ep is called visions of rhythm and uh the artists are myself and mr ho we are the label owners so it's the visions of rhythm ep all right we're going to listen to a selection from that thank you so much for sitting down with us today my pleasure speaking to us today at the uh, label market um, we're going to end as we always do with a few recommendations of what we've been listening to um, Philip start us off uh, I'm going crazy for a new record on Hessel Audio uh, that's the label run by Pearson Sound Ben UFO and Pangea uh, a new artist called Ploy P-L-O-Y and I don't know anything about him I think it's a him it's a him he's from Bristol uh, and he's released a couple of things um, previously, but nothing, nothing particularly big. There's, there's very little information that I can see. All right, yeah, I, I was totally in the dark, but I, I heard this tune, uh, "Move Yourself," on Leon Vinehall's Essential Mix on the BBC right now, which is a really nice mix, by the way. Uh, he, he plays something like five tracks off of his new album on Running Back, and it's a really, it's one of those mixes that that you really get a sense for kind of how their brain works as a producer through their DJing. Um, it starts with some funk and it ends with con. And in the middle, there's lots of kind of like disco breaks and really tough percussion and sort of ambient atmospheres. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so it's a great essential mix and stuffed in there in the middle is this amazing ploy track, which is, it's different from the, the Leon Vinehall stuff, but it makes sense in the mix. I mean, it's kind of, again, it's this balance of tough and atmospheric that I, that I really, really like. I found, listening to it, I really like this track. Um, you introduced me to it. And it's really, it's dense. There's a lot yeah. going on. You know, there's a lot of really um, interesting sounds, interesting movements. Um, and I th- that kind of thing can be a real mess, but it's really nicely produced. So you can sort of pick out lots of little individual things, but they also contribute to a really great whole. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, I, I couldn't like hum it for you if you held a gun to my head. You know, it's not that kind of, it doesn't have a hook. It doesn't have like a, a real standout melody. It's just, it's kind of an atmosphere that, that sucks you in. And the rhythms are super interesting as well. I mean, there, there's kind of like a lot of, I think it was the Resident Advisor Review talked about sort of the polyrhythms he uses. And I mean, there's, there's just this sort of shifting weave of, of drums that's, that's really captivating. It felt a little bit, I don't know if you'd agree, but a little bit sort of dubbed as well, a little bit, that kind of dub influence. There was a lot of echo. Well, that would make um, sense with the Bristol connection too, I suppose, no? Yeah. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Ploys, move yourself. Let's listen to a few seconds of it. What do you have for us this week? Well, something I've been listening to a lot this week, uh, something I've been reviewing, is the new album from Dean Blunt um, as Baby Father. Well, I say as Baby Father. He's in sort of quite typical Dean Blunt style. Uh, it's a little bit hard to tell what's actually going on. So Baby Father is a sort of quite possibly fictional group with someone called DJ Scrow, who I don't think exists, um, and Arca, who definitely does, I mean, who contributes to a few tracks. And the conceit is it's a mixtape. And um, the, the cover is quite incredible. I don't, have it's you seen it? a hoverboard with the Union Jack painted on it? Yeah, on a, on a sort of platform above London. It's really quite something. Yeah, I've been trying to figure out that perspective. Does it exist? Is there a hill above London that you kind of see the entire city like that? 
I don't think in that kind of way. I was thinking it was more from a skyscraper or something. Okay, yeah. but um, I don't know. I mean, the whole picture is very stylized. Like the the, the <laughs> it's quite something. Um, and it's in a way, it's a very strange record. Like the first, there's a couple of tracks that have so much distortion on they're literally unlistenable on headphones. I tried, and you lit, you know, I tried reducing the volume, and eventually I just took my headphones off because it was hurting. Um, and the opening track is is awful as well. It's like five minutes of this acoustic guitar and someone going, this makes me proud to be British. This makes me proud to be British for five minutes. And you think it's just oh, terrible. But when you get down to it, it's actually quite a neat sort of pop album in a way. Um, it's a lot more poppy than his Hype Williams stuff. It's relatively clean synth lines um, and rhythms that are kind of influenced by club music um, you know, there's a kind of a trap rhythm, there's a grime rhythm, there's hip-hop. Um, and the MCing, which kind of sounds a little bit like Massive Attack, it's a quite a bizarre mix. But as I say, it's like, if you if you get down to it, and I must confess, I've trimmed some of the songs off the album for when I listen to it. It's It's basically 35 minutes of modern pop. And the track he did, um, one of the few tracks he did with Arca, um... Is, which was released on Hyperdub um, as a single. as a track called Meditation. Um, and it's just a really nagging pop song that gets into your head, and I've just been listening to it loads. There's a wailing baby in the middle of it somewhere, is there not? There is indeed, I wasn't yeah. sure if I was just hearing voices after so many sleepless nights. No, there is, there is a wailing baby. It's not just your, your, your imagination. And that's kind of what I mean. Like it, it, there are little bits of weirdness, just like these little, little, strange little bits within the song which um make it a lot more interesting i mean it's interesting anyway but it just gives it this extra this extra edge let's listen to a little bit of meditation And your next choice is a is a throwback, I believe. It, I mean, it's new, but it's a throwback. It's it's an artist named X Terrestrial on the 1080p label out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, I can't remember if we've talked about 1080p before, but they're you know a, a ridiculously prolific label out of out of Vancouver. Um, they started out doing a lot of tapes, actually, since we've been talking about cassettes a little bit today, um, and. Uh, yeah, it, this this record is a guy from Montreal named Adam Feingold is his real name. And it's a throwback in the sense that it really reminds me a lot of Aphex Twins Selected Ambient Works Volume 1. It has the vibe of like old Apollo R&S records from kind of 93, 94. It's techno, but it's got, it's kind of ambient techno, I guess you could say. It's got sort of a really dreamy, pads slightly broken rhythm it reminded me a lot of biosphere yeah that's a good and again the apollo rns connection and it made me think i was listening to it and made me think why don't more people make music like this because it's it's a really beautiful combination you know that you can you can relax to it you can you can dance to it you can it's very listenable um and yeah it's 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 a very beautiful mix well, let's take a listen to uh, a little bit of uh, Paraworld by Extraterrestrial. Ben, you asked why more people weren't making music that sounds like uh, Extraterrestrial's Paraworld. You've got something for us today that also has a little bit of uh, throwback action, do you not? Well, it's the new, uh, it's a new track by Mark Pritchard, X, 
global communication, of course, and many, many, many other things. Um, he's got a new album coming out called Under the Sun, um, which includes BBO and Tom York's doing vocals on one track. Um, and it's meant to be listened to as a whole, but I guess things being the way they are, you know, you need to get a track on there first. So this is a, there's a track called Sour, Sad Alron that I really like, which is ambient, um, but it's got a weirdly medieval feel. I don't know, it's kind of hard to say why. Um, but there's, there's almost a... The, the melody has a strangely medieval feel to it. And um, as, as luck would have it, um, Mark Pritchard uh, previously listened to one of our podcasts and I got in touch with him today. Friend of the show, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> and I said, oh, I, you know, I really like this track. It sounds vaguely medieval. And he actually said that that was something he was going for, like a kind of folk medieval uh, theme. And apparently when the Tom York uh, track is released, which it will be on Monday, probably the day this podcast is out, you'll, you'll feel that kind of, as I say, folk medieval ambient Tom York feel. This is a, quite a, sh- uh, a shift for, for Mark Pritchard. No, because last we heard from him, he was doing sort of Raga Jungle and kind of grime trap sort of things. Well, he was producing for Wiley. He's done, um, he's done so many things. I find that very, um, very impressive that someone can turn their hand so many different things. And in fact, I was looking at his, um, his discography uh, just this morning, and the amount of different things you know, like jungle for good looking, ambient techno, um, grime production, and he hip hop kind of things as well. And he does them brilliantly. Um, and also, um, funnily enough, we were talking about shoegazing the other day and electronic shoegazing, and we were talking about global communication then, um, because they remixed uh, Slow Dive and they remixed Chapter House. Um, and he, I was asking him about this, and he mentioned that um, he met Kevin Shields on My Bloody Valentine at Creation Records many, many years ago. And um, Kevin said he was a big fan of the Reload album, and they made it. They said they were going to work together, and it still hasn't happened. And I, and apparently he asked him again for this new album if they could work together, and it just hasn't happened. But what a collaboration that would be! That's funny because Kevin Shields is usually, you know, he's prolific, right? <laughs> He's the, he's the, um, what's he called? Uh, that rapper that's with everyone. Pitbull, Florida. Pitbull! Pitbull. <laughs> Shields, the Pitbull of shoegaze. <laughs> you heard it here first. Let's take a, let's take a listen to the Mark Pritchard track. Right, so uh, thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today from the Barcelona independent label, label market. Thanks uh, for the label market people for helping us. Um, to Crec as well, um, which is where it is held, who's given us a very nice room to record yeah, in. Thank thanks you for them. providing the, the studio co-working space. Um, and everyone uh, that's coming in for an interview as well. Check us out on SoundCloud, MixCloud, Stitcher iTunes, please do uh, rate us and that kind of thing. You can follow us on uh, Twitter. You can even email us. Uh, So many ways of getting in touch. Thanks. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 